Anne came running in presently, her face sparkling with the delight of her orchard rovings, but, abashed at finding herself in the unexpected presence of her stranger, she halted confusedly inside the door. She certainly was an odd-looking little creature in the short, tight, wincy dress she had worn from the asylum, below which her thin legs seemed ungracefully long. Her freckles were more numerous and obtrusive than ever. The wind had ruffled her hatless hair into over-brilliant disorder. It had never looked redder than at that moment. "'Well, they didn't pick you for your looks, that's sure and certain,' was Mrs. Rachel Lynde's emphatic comment. Mrs. Rachel was one of those delightful and popular people who pride themselves on speaking their mind without fear or favor. "'She's terrible skinny and homely, Marilla. Come here, child, and let me have a look at you. Lawful heart, did anyone ever see such freckles? And hair as red as carrots. Come here, child, I say.' Anne came there, but not exactly as Mrs. Rachel expected. With one bound she crossed the kitchen floor and stood before Mrs. Rachel, her face scarlet with anger, her lips quivering, and her whole slender form trembling from head to foot. "'I hate you!' she cried in a choked voice, stamping her foot on the floor. "'I hate you! I hate you! I hate you!' a louder stamp with each assertion of hatred. "'How dare you call me skinny and ugly! How dare you say I'm freckled and red-headed! You are a rude, impolite, unfeeling woman!' "'Anne!' exclaimed Marilla in consternation. But Anne continued to face Mrs. Rachel undauntedly, head up, eyes blazing, hands clenched, passionate indignation exhaling from her like an atmosphere. "'How dare you say such things about me?' she repeated vehemently. "'How would you like to have such things said about you? How would you like to be told that you are fat and clumsy and probably hadn't a spark of imagination in you? I don't care if I do hurt your feelings by saying so. I hope I hurt them.' You have hurt mine worse than they were ever hurt before, even by Mrs. Thomas's intoxicated husband, and I'll never forgive you for it. Never, never. Stamp, stamp. Did anybody ever see such a temper? exclaimed the horrified Mrs. Rachel. Anne, go to your room and stay there until I come up, said Marilla, recovering her powers of speech with difficulty. Anne, bursting into tears, rushed to the hall door, slammed it until the tins on the porch wall outside rattled in sympathy, and fled through the hall and up the stairs like a whirlwind. A subdued slam above told that the door of the east gable had been shut with equal vehemence. "'Well, I don't envy you your job bringing that up, Marilla,' said Mrs. Rachel, with unspeakable solemnity. Marilla opened her lips to say she knew not what of apology or deprecation. What she did say— was a surprise to herself then and ever afterwards. "'You shouldn't have twitted her about her looks, Rachel.' "'Marilla Cuthbert, you don't mean to say that you are upholding her in such a terrible display as temper as we've just seen?' demanded Mrs. Rachel indignantly. "'No,' said Marilla slowly. "'I'm not trying to excuse her. She's been very naughty, and I'll have to give her a talking to about it. But we must make allowances for her. She's never been taught what is right. And you were too hard on her, Rachel.' Marilla could not help tacking on that last sentence, although she was again surprised at herself for doing it. Mrs. Rachel got up with an air of offended dignity. 